Hello, this is a special episode of our podcast, which means we're going to talk about the same subject during the whole episode. If you have any suggestions on the topic you think we should include in our podcast, you're more than welcome to contact us at pod at ludvika.se. P-O-D-D at ludvika.se. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wish you a warm welcome. Coming to a new country involves many adjustments and changes. Most things are probably different from what you are used to. In this episode, we'll talk more about different ways of living in Sweden. In the Nordic countries, how to rent or own a home is different. You can either own your own house, live in a condominium, or rent an apartment, or in either the first case, or as a second-hand renter. You can also live in a collective. Living in a collective normally means living together with others, and it is usually a large group that lives together. So renting. When you rent an apartment, you pay every month to actually borrow an apartment. As long as you pay rent, you can stay, but you never actually own the apartment. When you rent an apartment, you are the tenant, and the landlord is the person or company that rents out the apartment to you. The largest landlord in Ludvika Commune is Ludvika Hem. Ludvika Hem is owned by Ludvika Commune, and when you rent, you do not have the same rights as when you buy an apartment. For example, you cannot make changes to the apartment that you may wish to without first getting permission from the landlord. When you live in an apartment building, you live close to other people, so it is important to respect and not disturb your neighbours. If you live in an apartment, you've probably noticed that there are rules in order to not disturb your neighbours. For example, when you can get to use the laundry, or how late at night it's okay to play music. Here are some things to keep in mind when you move into a new apartment. One thing that is recommended for you to do, preferably before you have moved, is to report you have received a new address. It's called a change of address or registration of a move and is made at www.addresssandring.se. A move notification means that your mail will arrive correctly and not to your old home. The change of address means that letters coming from certain authorities are automatically sent correctly to your new address. Examples of authorities that are informed by a change of address are Swedish Social Insurance Agency, the Commune, the Health Service, the Tax Authorities and others. Do not forget to notify other companies or authorities that you usually receive letters from that you have moved so that your mail does not disappear. For example, it's a good idea to contact your dentist, gym or others so that they have your latest address. When you rent an apartment in Sweden, you usually get the water as part of the rent payment. It's said that water is included in the rent. In some apartments, other items may be included too, such as TV channels or electricity. However, you usually do have to pay for the electricity yourself. In other words, all lamps or machines powered by electricity will be a cost that the landlord does not pay for. It might be good to know that there are many utility companies to choose from when deciding which power company you want to buy your electricity from. If you already have an electricity company, you must also inform them that you have moved 
so that they can calculate a new price. For example, you may live in a larger property than you did before, and therefore it will cost a little more each month. Sometimes it's not possible to have the same electricity company, and therefore it will be important to cancel or terminate your old electricity subscription. Do not forget that most types of subscriptions have a notice period. The same goes for the internet. Sometimes it is possible to move and have the same operator, the same company that provided broadband before, but sometimes you may need or even want to change. There are many operators to choose from and sometimes the price differs a lot. Once it's time to move in, there are more things to think about. When you move into a rental apartment, must be properly cleaned by the person who lived there before you. It must not be dirty and nothing must be broken. If the apartment is tidy and nothing is broken, we'd see that the apartment is in good condition. Before you move in, your landlord will check that the person who rented the apartment before you has left the apartment in good condition. However, if you see things that the landlord missed, or if you're not happy with what the apartment looks like, you should contact your landlord immediately. There are special caretakers in charge when something needs to be repaired or to be arranged in your apartment. Usually, information about your landlord and caretaker is in your stairwell. Be sure to read who is responsible for your particular area. There's always a phone number and information about who to call when you need help with anything. When you move in, you will get various keys. and It's very important to keep track of the keys you received and not lose them. There are usually several keys, including keys to the laundry room, front doors, mailboxes. Losing your keys usually costs a lot of money because it's not safe for the landlord to leave the locks if the keys are missing. Another very important thing to keep in mind when acquiring a home is to make sure you obtain home insurance. Many people forget or ignore this and it can become very expensive if you have an accident in your apartment. A home insurance is a fee you pay to an insurance company, which means that you have protection against things that could happen in your home. For example, if there is a fire or if someone breaks into your home. If you have home insurance, you can get money for what was destroyed or taken from you. A home insurance is arranged with an insurance company and there are many different ones to choose from. You usually pay a fee each month for insurance. Paying the rent on time is also very important. Otherwise, you could lose your home and your deposit. If you know it would be difficult for you to pay the rent one month, contact your landlord as soon as possible and explain and why it is difficult for you to pay the rent. If you have a car, you may want to rent a garage or a parking space as well. You apply for that in the same way that you apply for an apartment and you could be waiting in a queue to see if there are any vacancies near your apartment. Since there can sometimes be a lot of people ahead in the queue, and therefore a long waiting time, it's good to join the queue as soon as you know that you're moving to a new home. Parking lots and garages have a notice period, just like apartments. We'll tell you more about the notice period later in this episode. Of course, renting an apartment is not the same as buying and owning your own apartment but you still have a right to decorate your apartment as long as it is not too big a change and as long as you do it properly. You may, for example, want to repaint or wallpaper your walls. That is usually fine, but if you do it in a poor way 
or use too strong or unusual colours, you may be asked to change it back or pay money to your landlord before you move out. It's therefore best to contact your landlord before you start changing anything in your apartment. When you rent an apartment, you have a right to feel safe and secure. Therefore, there is a contract between you and the landlord or housing company. The contract states what is included in the rent, what rights you have and what obligations you have. In a rental apartment, you are responsible for certain things for yourself. For example, replacing light bulbs or cleaning the floor drain in the bathroom. Some other things you do not need to do for yourself. For example, the landlord will help you if you have a refrigerator, freezer or stove that's broken down and needs to be repaired. They'll also help you clean the drain if needed. They'll help ensure that your windows and doors are fitted correctly to make sure that cold air does not enter your apartment. You often have a notice period at your apartment. This means that you cannot say at just a short time in advance that you want to move, but you must let them know at an agreed time for any movement so that the housing company has time to find someone new who can move into your apartment after you. If you only give a short warning, you may be made to pay rent even though you've moved out. The notice period is usually one to three months. Do not forget that you must give a written notice, which means you must email or write a letter to your landlord for the notice to apply. Sometimes you may be able to give your apartment to someone else. You may be able to hand over your apartment to someone close to you, maybe someone in your family, other relatives. Always the landlord who decides if you can hand over your apartment to a close relative. The landlord must always approve the person who is to move into your apartment first. You can rent apartments in the first, second and even third hand. If you rent your apartment second hand, it means that you rent from someone who is on the contract instead of you. It's quite common, particularly in larger cities. It's important that the landlord has approved that the apartment may be sublet. Otherwise, the rental is not legal and then you will not have the same rights. Make sure that there is a contract that your landlord has signed, even if you rent your apartment from someone else. In larger cities, where there are few vacant apartments, where there's a shortage of housing, it's common for people to sell their first-hand contracts for a lot of money. In cases like this, you would pay a sum of money to take over someone's contract. This, however, is no longer legal in Sweden. And if you get having paid for your first-hand contract, you may have to pay a fine or imprisonment for up to six months. It's also not legal to charge more in rent than the apartment costs per month. If, on the other hand, you rent out your apartment with furniture in it, then it will be okay to take a little more money for the rent. But it must not be an extreme amount of money. It's very important to know that it is also illegal to buy leases, not only for those who sell them, but also for those who buy, they may have to pay a fine or get jail time. If, on the other hand, someone has bought their own apartment and chooses to let it, the owner of the apartment can choose how much money the apartment should cost per month. It could be then more than what the apartment's rent really is worth. Anyone who's bought an apartment has more expenses than just the rent, e.g. loans, and therefore 
they have a right to rent out your apartment for more money than the rent costs from the person who rents second hand. We'll also talk now about what is called security of tenure. This means that those who rent the apartment in the first instance often have the right to stay in the apartment even if the landlord wants them to move, terminate their rental agreement. This protection is there to make you feel safe in your home. However, if you've done something wrong in some way, for example not paying your rent or destroying the home, the security of tenure may not apply. It also be good to know that if you choose to sublet your apartment for longer than two years, the person who rents the apartment from you may have possession rights. Then you may not be able to con- terminate your contract anyway. But if you want to move back to your apartment yourself, you still have the right to do so. Lodgers. It's also possible to rent a room in someone's apartment or house. You then live with a person who has a contract for the home or owns it. This is called lodging. Rules and notice periods also apply when you are a resident. Therefore, remember to sign a contract when you want to rent a room in someone's apartment or house. Condominiums Condominium is an apartment or house that you pay a lot of money for. This means you buy a share in an association that owns the entire apartment building. You then become a member of the association and can use the apartment. When you live in a condominium, you must pay a fee to the association every month. If you've borrowed money for the apartment, you must also pay interest and amortisation to the bank. Keep listening to hear more about what interest and amortisation are. If you are interested in buying an apartment, you can find condominiums at various housing companies. The easiest way is to look at www.hemnet.se and search for your area. Shows all homes for sale, including houses, condominiums and summer cottages. Houses In Sweden, you can both buy and rent a house. Buying a home should be one of the momentous events of your life. It's not as easy to buy as to rent a home, because there is much more to think about and many more things you need to do. To buy a house, you look for housing from real estate agents and real estate companies. These show which houses are for sale. A real estate agent is a person whose job is to actually help people buy and sell homes. If you sell your home, you usually pay a broker and they take care of most things for you. They'll take photos of your house or apartment, write some texts about your home and advertise to try and find buyers. They're also responsible for showing your home and finding out all the information about your home so that you do not have to do so much when you sell it. If you prefer, you can sell your home on your own without a broker. It will be much cheaper, but you have a lot more work to do yourself. One way to get a house is also to inherit it. In other words, take it over from a relative or parent. You can also get a house as a gift. If a house is to be given to someone, it's important that the correct paperwork is completed. This is called a gift certificate. You can read more about rules about this on the internet. So, what is an auction and bidding? If several people are interested in buying a house, there will be an auction when you will bid for the house. You then tell the broker via email, phone, text message about how much you want to pay for the house. The broker passes this on to the seller. You are anonymous when you bid 
and the seller will not know who is bidding on the house. If there are others who want to buy the same house that you are interested in, they may bid more money and then it's time for you to think about whether you want to make another bid and thus give more money for the house. In most cases, the highest bid wins the house. But this isn't always the case, as it is the seller who ultimately decides who is allowed to pay. It's a good idea to think about the most you're willing to pay for a house before you start to bid. You always have the right to change your mind, even if you win an auction and get the right to buy a house. The same goes for the seller. So not until you both, as a buyer and seller of the house, have signed a contract at the bank will the purchase be complete. One of the most important things to do before actually buying a home is to inspect it. Normally you pay to have a person with you who knows a lot about houses and can tell you what faults there may be in the home you're interested in buying. An inspector can also tell you what items you may need to fix in the future. Often your broker can recommend good inspectors. It's very important to know when you buy a house you have what is called a duty to inspect which means that you must check if a house is faulty. The seller also has a responsibility to tell you about any faults. But you have a great responsibility yourself. You cannot get compensation after you've already bought the house for any errors that you should have discovered on inspection. The price for a normal inspection is usually around 7,000 Swedish kroners. As I said, buying a home often costs a lot of money. Going to buy a house do not have as much money as the house costs. You can ask your bank for a mortgage. However, it's important to know that you must be able to pay at least 15% of the price of the house yourself. This part of the price is known as a down payment. Before you get a loan from any bank to buy your house, the bank will want to know how much money you're earning. They need to know that you can actually repay the loan they'll give you when you buy the house. It's a lot to think about regarding how the loans are paid off and how much you have to pay back to your bank each month. It's best to talk to your bank or read more about mortgages on the internet. Repaying the loan part is called amortisation. Looking at what interest rate you have to pay is also a very important part to think about before you choose to get a mortgage. There are several things to keep in mind when buying a home, like registering your home and thus paying legal fees. You must also have what is called a mortgage deed. It's not easy to know how all of this works for those who are buying a home for the first time and the best thing is to talk to a broker and someone at the bank to find out more and get help to make these arrangements. When you own a home, you must also pay a fee to the commune for your home. This is done every year. It's called municipal property tax. The amount payable is determined by how much your house is worth. In other words, the amount of money that your property could be sold for. But there are limits to how much you may have to pay. This fee is deducted automatically and is part of your tax return. Living in a house can also mean that you get costs that you've not had before. For example, in a house you have to pay for someone to pick up your rubbish and for the water you use. Maybe you might also want an alarm to protect your house. In addition, you also need to have more tools when you live in a house, such as lawnmowers, wheelbarrows and snow shovels. Another large expense when you live in the house is how much it costs to heat it. Prices for this can be very different depending on how your home is actually heated. The cost of heating also differs throughout the year and sometimes there are big differences. There are different ways to heat the house and it's a good idea to read up on these before you purchase your home. 
When you've shown that you're interested in a house, you should get information on approximate costs associated with a property from a real estate agent. Big difference between owning and renting your home is that when you own your home, it's also you who must pay if something breaks down. In apartment buildings, it's usually the landlord who arranges this. You can also buy land and then build your own house on your own plot. Both the commune you live in and private companies may sell plots. As similar to our regular episodes, I highly recommend that you listen to the Swedish version of this episode, um, where you will learn some new Swedish words. Omställningar, which means adjustments. Tätt, which means tight or closely. Operator, which is operator. Uppsägningstid, which is a notice period. Trig, safe or secure. Gurva, which is a gift. Besikta, which is inspection. Scott Shara, a wheelbarrow. There are also some words in the Swedish language that have to do with living together. Sambo, which is partner. Sabo, which means we live in a part. Inabuende, which is a lodger. And rumskompis, which is a roommate. We'll finish with some contact information for Ludvika Hem. The telephone numbers are 0240-869-00. The Bubitikin, which is 0240-869-00. And the street address is Schopensgatten 2 772 Ludvika. Thank you for listening. I'd like to thank uh, Josefina, who's been recording with me, and Matty, our talented sound engineer. Have a good day. Look after each other. Bye-bye now. Suffer ignorance and smile
See you. 